Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. From the team that brought you the award-winning show Retro Replay and the Emmy-nominated comedy series Con Man comes a new idea just crazy enough to be good. Introducing Couch Soup. I know, I know, you're probably wondering, what is Couch Soup? Well, Couch Soup is content for your hungry nerd soul. Daily articles from fans, not pundits. Weekly podcasts that contain a multiverse of opinions on all things pop culture. Exclusive videos and weekly live streams where we laugh, scream, and sometimes have technical difficulties. All created by folks like you, the gamers, the film nerds, the TV bingers, comic book lovers, bookworms, and pop culture enthusiasts, all in one giant bowl of beautiful, disgusting, soupy goodness at CouchSoup.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Screen Smash. I am your host, Dan Morris. Joining me this evening, I have Louis Reza. Hi. Jake Brown. Hello, hello. And from the cold Africa. Southern Hemisphere. Nick McKay. Hi. Welcome to Screen Smash, the video game podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about the sad case of Overwatch 2. Some predictions about the PlayStation Showcase that we're getting this week, uh, as well as uh, the Star Wars Coder remake may not be happening. And then I want to end the show on a little bit of love for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, because holy crap that I want to talk about that game two weeks ago and we didn't. So I got sad, but we're going to get to talk about it this week. So starting off, we're going to get into Overwatch 2 and the canceled PVEs and or story mode. Louie, how do you feel about this? Well, I am. Um, <laughs> I, to be honest, forgot that was a thing. Um, and then I was reminded when I heard that it was canceled. And then I immediately remembered why I was happy and got sad because of it. And that, you know, I mean, okay, here's the thing. Anytime I see a property that fucking killed it in the first part and all they did was focus on the, you know, the, the PVP and the PVP, the PVP and all of that kind of stuff. I, <laughs> I, I just, uh, and, and it's like, you know, like, God, man, it sounds like it would be, it would have like a really good, you know, story and a really good first person or a single, single player. And then they start teasing you with all these great, Pixar, you know, type videos with awesome action and great story and background. And like, it's like, okay, all right. And then they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Like, yeah. And then I think about Titanfall 2 and how perfect that was. And it was the exact same premise where it was an online game only. And then they were like, okay, let's give the fans what they've been asking for. And we're like, yeah. And it was phenomenal. And I'm still waiting on three. 
and now we're <laughs> why so anyway i have mixed emotions dan i do as well especially when <laughs> this topic came up like you i kind of forgotten about the story mode of in the pve situation in overwatch but what really nailed it home for me was getting ready to talk about this i watched the original 2019 announcement trailer for overwatch 2 which was a big giant nine minute long cutscene of hey we're bringing story to overwatch and then it's not and that's trailer is really intense and it has all this baked in background and sadness and like mystery of like we're going to actually learn things about these characters and why they exist and why they're in this world together and now we're not so what was the point of that one of the one of the coolest things about like the background stories, uh, in my opinion, was the fight between um, uh, Omega Widowmaker and uh, Fast Chick. <laughs> I haven't played it in a while. Nobody wants to play with me. Uh, Tracer. Tracer. And that, that, that was a great uh, little, like, the, the story. I don't remember the, I think it was a story, whatever, but it was an awesome fight. And I was like, I want that level for like a, like, and like, you know, like, Whenever you have uh, hero type games, when you're playing the actual game, it, like you basically have all of the abilities, like double time, you're, you're way stronger and all of that. So it's more of a power fantasy than it is online. Otherwise, online would be ridiculous. But I was looking forward to like that level, like a tracer that does like can go, I don't know, 10 times and then you have to wait for the recharge or something like that, like something that you can do that you can't do with the online because it would break mm. it and i was i'm looking forward to this and like, like the mayhem style of which is my favorite game mode and all of that but like with a story that also gives me that nice little nuggets of dopamine rush when i like learn like oh that's why they hate each other oh, like, ah, so i have a question for you louis yeah. someone i know who's played a bit more overwatch 2 than myself in overwatch 2 now as it is in the pvp and whatnot is there any element of combining two heroes' powers together in any way, shape, or form? No. Okay. I didn't think so. Because in that trailer from the 2019 announcement, that's clearly a thing they were going to do. They were going to have people fuse powers together because it happens multiple times in the trailer. They had Tracer put her bomb on May's backpack and it blows up into a giant freeze bomb. They had uh, Reinhardt and who's your favorite person? Louis Bridget? Brigitte. Brigitte. Yeah. They had her and him combine their shields together into one like ultimate shield. So clearly that was a thing they were going to do. <laughs> I never saw the trailer. It's so You're good. You're making me sadder. <laughs> um, that's the idea, Louis. I'm trying to <laughs> be sad about it. They take it. They're taking this away from us. This thing that was supposed to be great. I wanted to learn who the Overwatch people were and why they mattered. Why are they here? <laughs> Not just random characters that are just fighting each other for no reason. Anywho, I digress. How about you guys, Jake, Nick? Do you have any thoughts on this? Um, so like, I, I feel like I don't have a whole lot to add to Overwatch 2 in general because like, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't like Overwatch. That's <laughs> I, I have played it. A Tell few, me, though. Played a few Bye. different times. <laughs> Bye, Louie. <laughs> Bye, Louie. <laughs> I played it a few different times. It's just, I, I couldn't get into it. But like, the thing that irks me the most is like, we don't need an Overwatch 2. Um, what makes me mad is how fans kind of let Overwatch 1 
get by without having a story mode. And then that game goes on to win uh, Game of the Year back in 2016. And the part that makes me upset is how can a multiplayer only game win Game of the Year? Like, I feel like that's an insult mm-hmm. to all the games that came out that year. Like, Doom came out that year, uh, Uncharted 4. Um, what was the other one? It was like Inside or something. Oh, yeah. Inside. I know you nuts. played a band before. I can't remember. Um, but like, I think it's unacceptable in a way. But like, you look at, you look at the original Titanfall. That game was, was great. Say, that was the, the same situation. Titanfall got for not having a campaign. Everybody trashed that game because, oh, there's no campaign. It's just a multiplayer. But it's like this game came out and did the same exact thing. Titanfall and it's like, no, no, first. no, it's, That's it's the problem. fine. The games yeah, that do they, it they first did. are always the ones that fail. Always. <laughs> And that, that's a whole nother discussion because Xbox had the same idea with like digital back then, but now everybody's doing digital and they got black. Think board. about here's another uh, twist on that real quick mm. too was Evolve. Evolve was the first game Ooh. that did the 4v1 asymmetrical multiplayer. That Look was, how big that genre is now. Yeah, it's huge. That really yeah, that's true. It's huge, but Evolve tanked because people hated it back then. Uh, anyways, no. <laughs> I just I think Overwatch is overhyped, to be honest. I mean, but you make a very me. big point, though, about Overwatch 2 being unnecessary now since we've lost the single player, the story mode. Overwatch 1 doesn't exist anymore, technically. But why? Why doesn't Overwatch 1 exist anymore? It updated and they added a 2. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could have justified it cooler, to, to finally put something to contextualize why it's a number two then well i mean now it's a number two uh-huh. anyway there the, 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 the whole thing it just it, it pisses me off because i'm just thinking they i know that they had something ready and then they just scrap it like it, it feels like the whole uh bat girl thing all over again where it's like we did it we made it it's done we could show you but why like we were clearly asking for it, even if it sucks, even if it's terrible, give it to me, you dick. I that's why I bought. Well, I didn't buy this because it was free, but that's why I would have bought it again. <laughs> like, like, just I don't know. I feel like every time Blizzard gets the football, they they're like running. They get by all the other guards. They just keep going. It's it's open field to the field goal. And then they do that thing where they dance before they get into the end zone and then drop the ball. The other team goes by, picks it up and just takes it in the other way. Like you were there. You had it. What are you doing? God, just. Ah! Okay. (laughs) I assume Nick, you also aren't like an overwatch player, but I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on the situation. If nothing else. Yeah, I've, I've I've never been into Overwatch. I've never played it a lot. When Overwatch 2 came out, I downloaded it like the first day. I was like, I got to try this because it, it was massively hyped up. And I did hear that there was going to be PvE stuff. And that was a big reason I downloaded the game and gave it a shot. And then I didn't play a lot of it, but because uh, I think it's it's still not cross-platform, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um I feel like they did the add that, that, I, that I... recently. They finally added cross-platform, I think. Like, very okay. recently. Because I remember when I... Or so. When I started playing, it didn't have cross-platform. And, like, that was okay. But, like, for me, when they abandoned the PvE style, 
And I think they said they were going to do like some story events and things like that. I was like, God, this is just going to be another Fortnite, another Apex Legends where it's like, hey, we've got this cool little story like cinematic that's like two minutes long. And then that's all the story you're going to get. And, and you it's can just only do like it Apex during Legends. the season. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just pissed me off. Like Apex Legends, I used to play every day and it just that game's matchmaking and community support is, is just what drove me away from the game. But it just felt like you're just playing the same game over and over and over. And then they give you story trailers that are literally just five minute long cinematics that mean nothing to the story because nothing actually ever progresses. Nothing happens. It's still like the idea that there was going to be this whole PVE element was like, cool, I'm in for that. Cause sometimes you don't feel like playing against the sweat balls that play online games every waking second. And I was excited for it. And when they scrapped it, I was like, cool, I guess, you know, this game I was semi-interested in playing, I'm just not going to try anymore at all. It's a missed opportunity. Oh, for sure. I think I'm sure it comes down to like, there's an odd man out here where we should have a fifth person. Who's that like super hardcore. Like I love these kind of games and I Mm. play them because it's the thing I do. And they're the reason why, you know, Fortnite, Apex legends and overwatch are as successful as they are because they're fine with that. That's what they're happiest with are these dedicated, strictly only PVP games. And that's why they make lots of money. And you have people that are going to play them. They don't care that they don't have a story, but then you've also got other people like ourselves who Mm. I want to play overwatch with story mode. I want to play something that might be like a co-op mode. Let me play a co-op mode with my friends who I love playing overwatch with, but make it where we're not, always fighting against other people who are always way better than us and constantly kicking our butts. Like let us fight some Mm -hmm. AI bots once in a while and enjoy, you know, experiencing some story that's presented to us in a way. Cause those cutscenes are insane. They're like Pixar movies, but these over the top sci-fi action set pieces again, Louie, you're gonna have to go watch that 2019 trailer. Then you're going to come back and cry because it's beautiful and it's amazing <laughs> and it makes you wonder why there's a giant nine foot tall gorilla in an astronaut costume trying to save the world. I don't know. I'll like, never know. I, I, I have this. We'll never know. I don't know what it is. I don't, I honestly, honestly, honestly don't understand why these big studios that <clears throat> have cemented themselves as these end all be all greats when it comes to games I guess they just kind of go, you know what? We already did it. We don't have to do it again. Like the Konami has done that several times. Uh, every once in a while, Rockstar, uh, even uh, Valve, you know, they, they refuse to do threes. What the fuck, Valve? Like, guys, <laughs> you like they, they they do this incredible, incredible stuff that just doesn't go anywhere, and it pisses me off every single time because, like, you you got you already cemented your names as this is a great game. This has great gameplay. This is going to be something huge. We have all of the people that do call of duties and all that stuff. Cause when you don't want to do, you know, drop in and try to be the last one surviving you, I don't know why I'm doing all this. I'm really passionate. Um, you don't want to do the, 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 you know, um, battle Royale. This is something that you could take your, take your mind off of away from that. And then there's those multiple game modes. We have, kind of uh, an inkling of what it would have been like when they have those like uh, like the the dr finkelstein or whatever um during halloween 
where it's like you and four people have to like it's a small little story that you have to make it to the next objective like that's a very close rendering i think of what the single player would have felt like and it's awesome it's great it's challenging everybody plays it when it's on like you you never have to wait in the lobby because it's like all right let's go because everyone wants to play it it was going to work why did they pull it i don't know because i don't do the research and don't at me but I don't know why it didn't work and I'm mad and I want to be mad and feel things. Yep. And it sucks. And with that, we're going to move on to the upcoming PlayStation <laughs> showcase, which is happening uh, two days from now. Anyways, we're doing this live on Monday, which will be recording on Friday. So we're going to make some predictions now and we'll see how we did come Friday. But I want to segue into this more with a bit about a game that was announced at the PlayStation Showcase two years ago, and it's apparently not going to happen. That is the Star Wars Knights of the Republic remake, which when it was announced, I didn't think it was going to happen either. I didn't think it was going to happen back then because they said it was going to be made by Aspire Games, which isn't a studio that makes games. They're a studio that makes crappy. Aspire to make games. I don't know if that's well. even the case. They're like, we're going to take somebody else's game and we're going to put it on another console and we're going to say we did something. I, I love the way you said Aspire. <laughs> Aspire. 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 <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't think that's where you were going to go with that word, was it? <laughs> so to start this off, there was a recent report that uh, insider Jeff Grubb was talking about how he thinks that the Star Wars Coder remake is essentially not happening. Um, within that story, I also learned that they did actually take away development from Aspire and it's gone now to Saber Interactive, which I have way more faith in as a studio. But it also seems like it's in development hell and it's been indefinitely postponed. So, so much for that PlayStation exclusive that was announced two years ago and not going to happen. I feel like this is a thing but, that like, go ahead, Nick, go ahead. Yeah, I was I was just going to say, isn't it so typical of the industry at the moment to have like this massive game was announced and it's either, sorry, we're not making it anymore or we're going to delay it for like five years. I mean, there's so many games at the moment that are getting delayed and delayed and delayed. I mean, like, I mean, the, the Suicide Squad game as well. I mean, that has been in development for so long. It's been delayed. And then we saw gameplay and it sucked. And they were like, cool, we're going to push this back another year. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I just wonder, is it not maybe Knights of the Old Republic is just looking so shit that they're like, let's not even say anything about it. Maybe everyone will just forget. Like I said, Aspire is not a studio that makes games. So I'm sure it did look like shit. <laughs> That's what I think, because there's so many games that are just having hellish developments. I just wonder, like, if, they, if there's something going wrong in the industry or... Oh, what's going on? But it's weird. There's so many games like this now. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, not, it's not uncommon COVID, that games. There's still games are still feeling the effect of COVID. Very well, could be. Mm. No, no, I feel like they most have people all the have money. That's not an working excuse. from home at this point, and they can <laughs> overcome that. Yeah, like now know. they don't have to go they're all the way well. to the office. Like, like that. That's a, that's an, an excuse. Like, I we we're we're back. We're back and running. The silicone uh, thing is now over. The the like now you can find playstations at every you know corner store playstation fives it's i just think 
like I said, I don't know what it is. It feels like it, it, they got so cynical that they can do whatever they want and they don't have to worry about consequences. And I think that they like <clears throat> stopped trying to think of making good games from the beginning. And instead, we're going to just do things, play test them. And then when they get word back that it's not good and it's probably not going to sell well because it's shit, they're like, uh, all right, let's try another thing. But they have to wipe the whole slate clean and then redo the whole thing all over again because it wasn't working rather than trusting actual developers who are making good games. Go to indie people. Go look at what the indie people are doing. They are crushing it right now because you assholes aren't doing jack shit. Go listen to the people that and what they want. We're telling you we're not being cryptic. <laughs> I'm still I love how there's it. a lot of on to that point how a lot of indie studios are rising up and taking on AAA games because they prove themselves as being able to make better versions or better games that were like spiritual successors to games that we've been wanting. Look at Bloober Team. How far they've come over the last 10 years. And now they're making a Silent Hill game because they liked Silent Hill so games excited. and they made games like Silent for years oh man it's almost like it's creating a power vacuum like AAA developers are focusing so much on like games as a service now and things like that and it's like i i mean where's the the experience of of downloading a game playing through it beating it and then being like cool what do i move on to next it's kind of being lost yeah i hate to think about what louis made the point on for the idea of a big company like sony to just put something out there to see the reaction. And if it doesn't react well, they're just kind of like, eh, we're just going to kind of forget that we said that. We're just going to push that over here. <laughs> like, they're like, that's it, what's happening with Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Remember anyway, how everyone just like, forgot about forget 2077? About remember how they forgot? No, <laughs> we remember. <laughs> right, Jedi? Yeah, the For other like 13 Star Wars fucking game. years, we were like, where is it? Like, we'll remember, dude. <laughs> Are you talking about Cyberpunk or... <laughs> cyberpunk yeah okay I was, thinking, I, uh, I was thinking about star wars 1313 which was another game that was announced and then eventually oh, scrapped. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about. i'm still mad about that one too damn it dan stop making me mad <laughs> sorry <laughs> there's nothing nothing burns Sad me more though than scalebound today scalebound makes me very salty so oh, it's gonna uh, one day i mean i hope it day. does i hope it does one day if xbox is gonna start like <laughs> pulling all stops yeah. anyways so but PlayStation Showcase is happening soon. Uh, I wanted to give us a chance to talk about what we hope to see or think we'll see at this showcase because we don't know. And they did just do a big Final Fantasy 16 presentation. So the door's open. They could talk about pretty much anything. So I want to go around and give everyone a chance. And I want to start with Jake. What do you hope to see or mm -hmm. think you'll see? Um, so I'm not a fan of a game. But I'm I'm sure there's gonna be something on Death Stranding too. Because uh, wasn't that announced like, announced like last year, wasn't it? Yeah, they did announce it recently. I was I was expecting Possibly. you to say something Maybe else. Year, but yeah. Okay. No, okay. no, but I'm getting to that because I'm sure Nick is gonna agree with me. the two main <laughs> games I want to see. The only reason I'm watching it: Spider Man and Wolverine. That's it. Spider Man Two and Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine. They had that reveal trailer, I believe, and that's the only thing. That's yeah, ever the teaser, the little itty bitty teaser, mm -hmm. and like that. That goes back on the I mean, thing. It's like, why live, but the idea of it is great. They, they, I feel like they announced Wolverine too soon. It's too soon. Way don't, too soon. Uh, Way too soon. It. You have an itch to scratch? I mean, it's been two years. And I was like, we haven't gotten anything from it. 
Um, it's like, I feel like they would at least put out Spider-Man. I, I feel like they should put out Spider-Man and then have that. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you want to touch on that, Nick, because I know you're big on uh, Spider-Man and Wolverine as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the whole showcase. I'm a big PlayStation fan uh, myself. So really interesting the spider-man 2 marketing because we've got a, a reveal trailer which obviously reveals the the the, the enemies or the villains we're going to get which is craven and venom which i think everyone's excited about um oh, yeah. and we haven't heard anything up till now and the game is supposedly releasing in september which is four months from now um so i'm just hoping it's not gonna be one of these games where they're like sorry we need to work on it some more and it's gonna get delayed so that would absolutely break my heart as, so as long if it does like a suicide squad in two days saying <laughs> yeah no they do they do like hey here's the announcement for spider-man 2 we're delaying it it's coming out in 2032 or something like it would just crush me but i do think that they're on track i mean insomniac games have not said anything about them having any kind of trouble or anything like that i think it's way too late for them to now announce that there's trouble i think that would be pretty controversial mm. but i think we'll see like a cinematic trailer um i think we were talking about this earlier i think we'll see a cinematic trailer for spider-man 2 i don't think we'll see any gameplay yet and i'm hoping it's a prediction that i do think will hold up i think we will see some kind of teaser if trailer for wolverine I would like them to at least give us a little bit more. I mean, to announce it like years ago and have said nothing about it since is a bit crazy. Uh, especially when, because I think if I remember correctly, Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 were announced um, together. I when so. the same, I think it was the same so. play. Yeah, I think um, so. And they were announced right at the same time. So to to kind of stay with that, I think they'll, they'll do both. Um, but it'd be really interesting to see what else is announced. I think Death Stranding 2 should definitely make an appearance. Final Fantasy could potentially, although like Dan was saying, they have already kind of done stuff on that. Uh, but I think that's what uh, Sony is going to do. Something else I'm predicting to see is that we're going to see a lot of like indie game developer talk. I think they're going to either announce a lot of little indie games or they're going to have a showcase of what indie games, because PlayStation's doing some great work at the moment with indie games. Um, and a lot of indie game developers Finally. that are are with with within the umbrella of Sony because Xbox has always had that kind of that niche of indie game developers ever yeah, since yeah. like Xbox Live Arcade, mm -hmm. and Sony's never really done anything with it, but they've gotten a lot better with that. So I think that we'll see a big indie game showcase, good as it were, and then some some of the bigger games. So if there's no Spider Man two, I I just I'll, <laughs> I'll rage quit. We right. It's a shame. But man, all right. We so like, the, the one thing I want, if anything, if we don't get a Spider-Man like trailer or gameplay or whatever, I think we should get gameplay. To be honest, if it's like five months out, we need gameplay. They need more freaking screenshots than like the three or four ones that keep circling the internet for like two years. I'm so sick of seeing them, man. And uh -oh. there's so much fan-made stuff that it's like, oh hey, check this is from the game, and it's like leaked. But it's you said like, you you would rage quit, but like you gotta things. understand how much it breaks my heart to see Insomnia Games tweeting about Sunset Overdrive the other day. Like, man, yeah, it's uh, like get get out of here, Insomnia, get out of here. Like nobody gave a shit about the game when it came out. Like why why no? I did. I love the shit out of Sunset Overdrive. It's an amazing game, was, and I was super pumped to have an Insomniac written. like Xbox exclusive. And now it's like all these people come out like, bring it to PlayStation, bring it to PlayStation. Like, mm -hmm. why couldn't you play it before? I don't know. Anyways, Louis, what do you think is going to be on the showcase? I want to see something that's going to wow me. That's going to, I don't know because I haven't even looked at PS uh, PlayStation for a long time. 
I've been playing my PS4, but I just I haven't seen anything where I'm like, I need this on PS5. I go, go to PC and I just wait. I don't know what the exclusives would be. I don't know what I like. I just I've fallen completely from grace on that. That's why I'm like, I don't really know. I don't have an answer because I don't think of anything that goes. I want to see this on PlayStation. I'd rather see it on my PC at this point. I don't have an answer because they haven't done anything to wow me. If I hear you got to check this out, this is the game that's going to be five years into the PS5's goddamn life. This is the one. Mm -hmm. All right. I got to get one now. I have no reason to get a PlayStation 5 is what I'm saying. Wow me. I mean, what's the thing? With the with the PlayStation Five now as well, we're seeing so many exclusives being released on PC as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw Uncharted: uh, The Thieves Collection uh, mm-hmm. got a PC remaster. Mm-hmm. Spider Man got a PC remaster. Returnal got a PC remaster. Um, so there's so many games that are actually coming out on PC. I kind of hate it because it's like no, but those are exclusives. But it's also kind of opens that that door for people. You know, I mean, like you've got a PC already, you don't want to spend the money. That's a That's hard point, PlayStation yeah. mindset too. PlayStation fans have a really hard time accepting their games being on PC as well. Like, mm. why is that a bad thing? Why is I, that? I used to, well, you know, like what Nick is saying, <clears throat> it used to piss me off because I was like, oh, but this is my game. This is like, I bought the PlayStation, mm. therefore I'm the one who gets to enjoy this. It's kind of like the Halo with Xbox. Um, and, and, I, and I see everybody's point as well. Like, it's good to not have to bogart all of that. But now that I finally have a Switch, the biggest problem that I have with Nintendo is that they refuse to bring the prices down. Yeah. Like, I get it. You want to help out the, the you know, the, um, uh, the, the producers and all of that. You, you want to give as much money to the thing that rightfully it deserves to, to, to have. But at least like 50% off 10 years down the road. The only reason why now you can get Breath of the Wild for $50 is because the new one came out. And it's like, well, not a whole lot of people are going to go to this one. And that, that's, that's such a skeevy goddamn thing to do. And, but I can understand it. And if I want to play any Legend of Zelda, I have to own Nintendo. It sucks, but I kind of get it. And it worked. It took me 20 years, but I got the switch and now I'm enjoying the hell out of all these games. Uh, so I, you know, does it work? Does it not work? Should they, shouldn't they? Returnal was the closest thing that I thought I have to get a PS5 to get this one. And now it's like, well, it's going to be okay. I can wait. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, to finish up on this, like the, the one thing that I'm going to put out there, I'm going to say this for all of you, diehard fans who do these predictions every single time i'm gonna go ahead and say i hope to get some bloodborne i don't think we're gonna get bloodborne 2 it's not gonna happen don't expect bloodborne 2 miyazaki doesn't make sequels but we do have potential for either a seek uh not a sequel but a remaster and or a pc port which as a bloodborne fan i'd be happy either way because if we get a pc port it'll most likely include 60 fps which is the main thing bloodborne fans want but I think if I had to have anything, I'm hoping that Bluepoint Studios is making a full-blown remaster in the exact same way that they did Demon's Souls. Because Demon's Souls is gorgeous. If you need a reason to get a PS5, that's one of them, Louis. Demon's Souls looks fantastic. I know you hate Soulsborns, but the game is gorgeous. It runs and plays wonderfully on the PlayStation 5. And I would be very happy to get a PS5 Bloodborne ground up remake. 
just like Demon's Souls. Maybe, hopefully, we'll see something with that. Because Bl- uh, Bluepoint's been kind of quiet since they shipped Demon's Souls. So, we'll see. But yeah. We'll never know. We will never know until two days from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll never. Never. <laughs> never. All right. If lastly, in the future, do you know? No, no, we know. <laughs> to close us out tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about something we've already been talking about because Louie, and that's Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I never said Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) You you said the new one. Yeah, is this is this like a is this like a is is this like a small indie game? Is it like a a big deal? I don't know much about this game. Little game from a little little company that no one's really heard of. Unknown unknown game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom has been out for a little over a week now. Uh, I've been playing it. I've been loving it very much because, again, I said Breath of the Wild is one of the, probably the best games ever made. I don't want to fight the semantics on that. We don't have to argue the semantics on it. Just accept the fact that it is a game that is really well done. There's so much to love about it, whether you're into that type of game or not. But anyways, Tears of the Kingdom somehow is the same thing, but better with more. And I've been loving it, but I wanted to give you guys a chance. So I know you you guys haven't personally been able to play Tears of the Kingdom, but I assume you've consumed some Tears of the Kingdom content, videos, what have you. Uh, let's give me a little bit of what you've taken in from what you've seen or heard so far. Why don't you start us off, Nick? Well, uh, it might be an interesting perspective because, I mean, we're talking about the the exclusives on games and things like that. I personally have never owned a Nintendo console, so I've never played. Yeah, and you've never played uh, a, Zelda. a Legend of Zelda game. Yeah. I've never played a Zelda game. I've watched videos because you know everyone talks about Ocarina of Time as one of the greatest video games ever made, and of course, I was interested. I was like, I got to check this out, and I watched you know gameplay footage, and I've seen some Let's Players play it, and it looks really cool then i've seen breath of the wild and it it genuinely does look like an incredible video game i i'm really like i'd love to get a switch or something and try and play through like some of the zelda games but i would not know where to start i think probably has to louis for like some advice well here's the thing as someone who's played every zelda game it doesn't matter that's the beauty of zelda Mm. they they're interconnected but not in a way that you have to play them in any specific order they are all standalone adventures that nod at one another in very interesting mm-hmm. ways. And I could, I could spend all, I would love to, this is what I wanted to talk about originally because I wanted to do an yeah. entire Zelda episode that we didn't get to do. I could have talked about mm-hmm. that for an hour straight. <laughs> yeah. I would love to, I would love to try them. I mean, as, as hyped up as they are uh, as games, um, they generally do look like really good video games. And as a as a person who, who doesn't have a Switch, I can't play the game. My feed lately on social media has been just Zelda. Like I think IGN, if you go look at IGN's Instagram feed, like if you go into the profile, I swear like their last 20 posts have just been Zelda. And it's like, oh, you can do this. Oh, someone's already beat the game in under six hours or something. Three days. No way. Serious? Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> For a game, yeah. <laughs> Don't I judge mean, because I know that the, the Switch two. is like... <laughs> this. <laughs> I mean, the Switch is one of the best-selling consoles now, so like, I can understand that there's a number of 
the, the number of people out there that have a Switch is, is already quite quite high. And obviously, this is one of the most hyped up games. It's probably a game of the year a guarantee already. It's probably locked in at this point. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I but, think that's um, a safe bet. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say, I mean, my, my exposure to it is is I definitely have to play it at some point and, and will, but not, yeah, if, not, I just bought a PS5, so I'm not getting a Switch anytime soon. I mean, I could try to easily do like a, like, what's the best Zelda games to try to get into based on like your situation and like, we could talk offline and do like, I'll give you some recommendations that depending yeah. on wh- what you want to do to get a hold of certain games because therein lies the problem of some games are only available on certain platforms, on certain consoles. Do you have those consoles? Can you get those consoles? Or you emulate them? You play them on your computer with an emulator, which isn't exactly legal. That's what I was thinking, but yeah. <laughs> it's a way to do it. So we won't tell no one. Borderline. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, you know, I, I always try to tell people buy, even if you have to buy the console, if you have to wait a little bit, I, I think that's so much better than doing that illegally. Play the illegal games that you can't get anymore. Do right. that all you want, but don't <laughs> illegal do games that you can get that are in the store right now. I don't know if that said word good, because like then you're that 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 that's gonna make it harder to get those other ones. Like Nintendo is pretty yeah. notorious for being bastards when it comes to emulating anything. If they mm-hmm. find out, they will come after you and they go after people who nice. make like <laughs> offshoots like they make like you know unofficial versions of their games and yeah. they're like no you can't do that how dare you this guy's name <laughs> is lunk and he's going after princess <laughs> tilda like the, the copyright like, what if it was <laughs> what if it was zinc and lelda <laughs> no zinc and lelda way zinc. too close <laughs> Oh, I'm just, I'm just picturing this version of Link called oh. Lunk. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> like this massive barbarian, like, I'm here to save you. He's holding the blade and hitting you with the hilt. <laughs> oh, we need that game. I picture him, like, picking up a Korok, uh, the actual character, and just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what do you think about Tears of the Kingdom oh so gosh. far? Okay, so I'm going to go back to Breath of the Wild because I picked that up uh, the night it came out with the Switch. Um, I, had, I had some fun with it. I played it for six, seven hours on a road trip. Uh, and then I just kind of fell off of it. Never went back to it. I ended up selling it at one point a few years back. And then so with Tears of the Kingdom coming out, I kind of had that fear of missing out. And I was like, oh, man, I should probably get back into it. So I picked it up about a week ago. So I'm going through it right now. Uh, I'm playing it completely wrong on purpose. Let's see how far I can go before I actually have to play the game. Like, I'm not cooking anything like you're supposed to be. Um, My character has, like, no clothes (laughs) for reasons. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm climbing everywhere. I don't know if that's you're intended to or if you're supposed to be taking roads. or I'm just climbing wherever the hell I want. so I'm having fun with that for now. Uh, but as far as Tears of Kingdom goes, like I'm really enjoying the seeing like what the community and everybody's making with the whole, what is it like the, the arm mechanic thing where you can build stuff and like oh, manipulate yeah. things. The amount of creations people are doing, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like you have like the giant foot statues with the dudes with like their dicks out. <laughs> it's just blowing fire out. Uh, <laughs> but like some people have been like, statues. I saw... 
the big dick statues. Um, <laughs> and, and like it reminds me of something you can make on like Halo Forge. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like how I see it. Um, like I saw another video like right before we started this. Uh, like somebody made like this giant like spinning wheel and it, it had like a platform connected to it and they made the wheel go through like lava and it made like this long bridge for them. I was like, holy crap, it's freaking awesome, man. Uh no, I'm I'm definitely gonna pick it up if hopefully I finish Breath of the Wild. I've only finished one Zelda game before that was linked to the past. Mm-hmm. And that was a life life goal of mine. I was like before I die I have to beat one Zelda game. So I, I did that. So here's a hint for Breath now. of the Wild. You can play the game as quickly or as long as you want to. You can blast through it or you can spend your entire life playing it. That is an option. You can either go out, you could do like what Louis doing, like Louis trying to get all the memories that gets you the proper ending of the game. You can actually go straight to the final boss at any time and fight him and finish the game whenever you want. But to get the proper ending, you have to get all the memories, which you could just like look them up. Uh, use a guide to find all the memory spots and then go fight him and beat the game instantly. The problem is the quicker you do it, the harder it is because you have less gear, armor, items, et cetera, et cetera. But it's possible. It's doable. So if you want to beat it quick, you can. Or you can do like what I did and spend hundreds of hours just exploring the world and then being like, eh, I think I'm ready to go fight the boss now and be done. Even though it doesn't actually end the game, you can keep going after that. Yeah, like as soon as I, I booted it up and as soon as I got to the open world, I was like, go right to the castle. I went, like, yep. I got pretty close. I made it inside the little aura of where it's shooting all the little purple and black stuff, whatever. And like one of those freaking ancient robots literally just blasted the crap out of me. <laughs> just yep. like one hit me. I was like, well, all right, that's fun. Let me actually play the game. <laughs> so you can legitimately finish the game in like a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. There's speedrunners who try to beat the game as fast as they can. Somebody already speedrun Tears of the Kingdom in 94 minutes. Dang, they beat the game yeah, in 94 so minutes. Like that. That's insane. Yeah, yep. the, 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 you, you do have to start. <laughs> there is kind of a tutorial at the beginning before you can get out there, but once you go through that, then right. literally the whole thing is like, "What? That looks like a fun go there." Like yep. it's go yeah. wherever you want. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the nuts. viewpoints that get me. Because like I'm big on like Assassin's Creed and games like that. Collecting the towers. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I have that OCD mm. of like I have to do that before I start anything. But I was like, ah, let me yeah. give the castle a look real quick, you know, because you can beat it as quick as you want. I was like, let me see if I can just make it to the castle. That that's what that's out. what so got like, me. Right, my viewpoints at? That's what got me into it was I, I I hit every viewpoint first before I did anything else. But some of them are in like the really bad terrain. And it's like, ah, some of them are really hard. <laughs> yeah. To get. I have to go through the whole thing. That, ah, fine. So I did all the ones I could get. <laughs> and then I went through the story to like, you know, get the proper stuff to do the stupid thing. And what the beauty of the, with like Tears of the Kingdom, too, is because <laughs> you can build things. You can pretty much like, oh, I can't reach that tower. Hang on a second build 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 make a giant like staircase and then just like thunk and like okay here we go we you just climb up to the top <laughs> so it's like so it's like playing Fortnite now kind of but it feels way more clever <laughs> it feels way more like rewarding <laughs> i heard it, like it kind of like if you're familiar with like the magnet from breath of the wild like it's it is it's like, like the is magnet that... it's pretty much the same mechanic where you can grab stuff and pick it up and then if you put mm-hmm. two things close together you can stick them you glue them together and you could do that kind of endlessly 
I actually was when I was messing around. Is there around, like a cooldown or anything? Or like, no, I'm, like, I'm curious how that works. I I went to Let's Death Mountain in King Tears of the Kingdom the other day, and I I found my first control panel, and I was like, oh, that's how you steer things. And I I got on the control panel without it attached to anything, and it's just Link sitting there like. Like he's trying to steer nothing. And I was like, Wee-hoo! and then I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to attach this to a rocket and see what happens. Cause there's little rockets that you can attach to things. So I put the control panel directly on top of the rocket, got on it. The rocket activates and just went and like shot into the sky. I had no control over it. It went out of control and then I fell. <laughs> I was like, well, that didn't work. But it was fun. I always love those, those little little world games vroom, that vroom. give you. <laughs> I always love those open world games that give you like a, there was what was it uh, Just Cause Four, which is a terrible video game, but I, I love just how cause. you could oh. connect those little rockets to things. I love Just Cause, and like you could just like make things. I I really enjoyed the open world, but the story and like the it, it got Played so tedious. Two oh. and three, they're way better. Two is awesome. Just they're cause way better. Amazing. Just Cause Four was yeah, yeah. two is amazing. Two is super good. But I love, I love those little rockets and you just like attach them to people and yeah. cows and like you just make things go. Oh, hilarious. I love super that fun. kind of creative stuff in, in open world games. Yeah. Anywho, I've been loving Tears of the Kingdom so far. I I can't hate on it at all. Like it's gorgeous. I know a lot of people are giving it crap for like poor frame rates and like not looking that good but it's like it put as a zelda game and the art style is what it is like it looks good it's cell shaded it's like playing a cartoon almost i don't know it's i get where like okay the frame rate's a little choppy sometimes the visuals aren't the cleanest but it doesn't matter it's so much fun it's so fun and it's so easy to just lose yourself in that game that it's hard for me to what is the what is the what is the frame rate on the switch is it only 30 fps at? Uh, I think it does up to 60 if it's docked and 30 if it's handheld. But I've been hearing like the Tears of the Kingdom kind of like caps out at like 20 frames per second sometimes. Like it's really bad sometimes. But I don't notice it when I'm playing it, honestly. It it doesn't hinder my gameplay. Mm. The only time I've really noticed a frame rate issue uh, was during some like really intense action where I was like flying a glider over a mountain and fighting a dragon. And it's like, okay, it's starting to get a little choppy right now, but it wasn't oh, choppy. Like, I mean, in the, in the handheld mode, it's so small that like you can't really tell the difference. Like I, I got the OLED since I got it kind of late and it's gorgeous. And mm. it's 720 in handheld mode. You can get it up to 1080 in, um, on the console. But you, I sometimes I actually have this little <laughs> doohickey, which you can put like, Oh shit! I'm gonna hit myself. You can put like your phone on it, <laughs> something like that, and it just kind of holds screen? it there. So I, so I have my big screen version OLED. You know, going, but I'm just enjoying my life. <laughs> I've got my my Wii it's U so Breath of the Wild, <laughs> my Twilight but, Princess. But, yeah, like like it, it, you you can't tell because it's so small. Even if you're you know literally putting the thing on your face. But I, I I love it, man. I haven't. That's what gotten, she said. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, haven't I, to. I haven't gotten to tears yet. I haven't gotten to tears yet because I needed to finish. Uh, <laughs> I needed mm. to finish off um, Breath of the Wild. But um, yeah, I heard about the the building stuff and everything, and that that I'm very interested in. Uh, I know tiny tiny little bits about it. I I 
you know, very purposefully. I never hear anything. I never watch any media or anything like that, which helps to not be disappointed. Like, I didn't know what I was missing out on, Dan, when it came to Overwatch. Thank you. But (laughs) like, no, it's all good. Um, And and so like, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not good with uh open world because I, i'm way too adhd and i need to be like told what to do and when you let me do whatever i'm gonna do whatever and next thing yeah, i know we've I'm... had that conversation on this show yeah, before <laughs> but that's a weird thing too i had the same problem with open world games but zelda breath of the wild tears of the kingdom for whatever reason They're i so don't good. i don't have that issue like yes i'm constantly distracted yes i'm constantly like ooh, piece of candy ooh, piece of candy ooh, piece of candy what was i doing but i always managed to refocus and keep it has it has a very very good system of allowing you to do whatever and then going by the way that's where you need to go and the only other game that i did that that did that for me personally was red dead 2 Mm -hmm. that i i I could go off and venture and do all these incredible side missions which i still maintain the side missions were better than the original story way better mm-hmm. they're more fun more funny they're, they're cool like i I loved it and tears of the kingdom i'm hoping is everybody's telling me it's exactly if not as good better but breath of the wild i am not having those problems either it's so like everything is just kind of go and good luck that's <laughs> so good it's great and like to close us out the last thing that i want to say and i wanted to make sure i hit on this was one of the biggest issues i had with breath of the wild was the non-typical storytelling of Zelda where usually in Zelda games, you make your way through dungeons, you fight a boss, you get a piece of heart, you go to another dungeon, you fight a boss, you get a piece of heart. Breath of the Wild doesn't really have that. It has the shrines and it has the divine beasts, which are kind of dungeons and they kind of had bosses at the end, but they didn't feel the same. Tears of the Kingdom rectifies that. They bring back dungeons and temples. I just completed the fire temple old school just like ocarina time like a fire temple where you got to solve a bunch of puzzles and then there was a proper boss at the end an actual like throwback boss the previous zelda bosses and i'm like this felt like a zelda experience and it happened in this giant open world game and i'm super happy with it and that's the last thing i gotta say let's stop so i could go play it (laughs) (laughs) all right guys yes we do need to wrap up we're going to call it on this discussion so uh thank you very much for joining me louis and jake and thank you nick for jumping in on this conversation with us it's always a pleasure to have you on the show sir thank you for having me guys (laughs) don't do it louis thank you (laughs) all right guys that'll do it for us here at screen smash we will see you all next week so long Bye. bye peace Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.